you know, new year, whatever, gotta be original. <laughs> <laughs> copying what everyone else is doing. Um, but he is still, like I talked about how God is still doing new things in us. He's still creating. He is still um, doing new things because that's just who he is. He did not stop creating things when he created the world. He didn't just take his hands off of us. He's still creating and he's still creating new things in us. This week, we are talking about something called new mercies. Can you guys say new mercies? New mercies. I'm going to tell you guys a story of a time that I really asked for mercy after something really bad that I had done when I was very young. And I'm not limiting all the bad things I've done to when I was little, but this one was pretty bad. Um, and thankfully, um, well, not actually thankfully, it's just so funny that every single time I tell a story about Ryder, he happens to be here. Ryder, here you are. <laughs> My brother's here in attendance. Everybody say hi, Ryder. Hi, Ryder. Um, so Ryder was like literally a baby. <laughs> Poor guy. Um, it was one night that uh, we were being we were being watched, not in like a creepy way, but uh, we had a babysitter, <laughs> and Ryder was really young, like probably one, maybe two years old. Like he wasn't su probably two. I would say two. We wouldn't do this to a one year old. I would hope. My older brother and I. Um, we were kind of left to our own devices for like 0.5 seconds. Maybe our babysitter was in the bathroom. I have no idea how we came about this, how we got into this way of, or that we had the opportunity to do this. But we thought, wouldn't it be so funny if we filled a, one of Ryder's sippy cups with just anything we can find in the fridge? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Poor buddy. So we just start, we're in there like, <laughs> I don't know how old I would have been, like five, whatever, but we just start grabbing Italian dressing, ranch, barbecue sauce, milk, orange juice. Can you say amen? <laughs> Anything we could possibly put into the sippy cup, we just start throwing it in there. We're like pepper, salt, <laughs> just like whatever we could do. And we're like this chump, <laughs> you know, walking up to him with our little cup. And he's like so cute, Ryder's a baby. I, every time baby, uh, I have a picture of this. I'm so lame, I'm so sorry. But Ryder was so cute as a baby. Uh, I don't know what happened, but uh, just kidding. Oh, no, love him. <laughs> Sit back down. <laughs> so, he, um, so he's like so cute, he walks up to us and we're like, hey Ryder, here's a cup for something to drink out of. And the thing that, Ryder does even to this day, which I'm surprised he does this because of how scarring this was for him. But he'll just like drink out of anyone's cup. Like if he's thirsty and you have a water bottle, he'll grab it from you and just start drinking. Like doesn't care about germs, doesn't care if he hardly knows you, he's taking your cup. So he didn't say no to this, he didn't question it. He just grabs this cup from us, starts drinking immediately, just spits it all across the room, starts wailing, crying, and Chase and I are like, whoa, 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 whoa. like we kind of start like leaving him, like we didn't do anything, we didn't do anything, and our babysitter comes to the room from, you know, whatever she was doing, and she's like, what happened, and she opens up the sippy cup, sees just the disgusting mess that we've made, um, and anyone else's parents or babysitters or whatever ever do the bar of soap in your mouth, anyone do that to you? hot sauce, maybe a spoon to the butt, whatever. This babysitter chose violence, and she chose soap. So we had soap in our mouths. We really felt it that night. It was awful. We did deserve it, though. That's really awful to do to somebody. And to do to a two-year-old toddler, like, we should have been put in prison for uh, younger people. There's not one <laughs> for younger people. It's just called timeout, and we were put on it. Anyways, so tonight, we are going to talk about 
new mercies, like I said, and I'm going to talk about some siblings, some siblings, and especially one that really deserved mercy after what he did to his brother. So if you guys would open up your Bibles to Genesis 4, if you don't have a Bible, that's okay, Bible app on your phone, or if someone next to you has a Bible app, just like sneak over, look at their shoulder, try to read off of what their phone says, it'll be great. But before we go into that, I want to see if you guys remember the two T's of Harvest Youth. We really got to establish two T's of Harvest Youth. What's the first one? <laughs> we really got to establish an order here. <laughs> first one. <laughs> we're going to go talk back. First one. Talk back. Talk back and take notes. The two T's of Harvest Youth. Talk back. Please engage. Say amen. Say hallelujah. Say preach it. Say yes. Say I agree. Say, holla back. I don't know. <laughs> Anything you want to say, say it. If it's mean, I don't want to hear it. But if you want to agree with me and be a part of this conversation, that would be great. The second one, take notes. You guys, I know I have the attention span of a peanut. So if you guys have anything like that, go ahead and take notes of things that you think that you agree with, things that you like, things that you think you'd want to remember tomorrow. Try not to be on your phones on Insta. Try not to be on your phones um, text in that boy you like, that girl that you like. Um, if they're next to you, then just, you know, enjoy that time next to them and don't be on your phone. It'll be great. Um, okay, is everyone there? Genesis 4. We good? We good? Okay, I'm going to go ahead and read. I'm in NLT if it means anything to you. It says, when they grew up, Abel became a shepherd and while Cain cultivated the ground. Cain and Abel are brothers. Who were their parents? Does anyone know? Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve. They are the first uh, sibling brothers. When they grew up, Abel became a shepherd while Cain cultivated the ground. When it was time for the harvest, Cain presented some of his crops as a gift to the Lord. Abel also brought a gift, the best portions of the firstborn lambs from his flock. The Lord accepted Abel and his gift, but he did not accept Cain and his gift. This made Cain very angry, and he looked dejected. Why are you so angry, the Lord asked Cain. Why do you look so dejected? You will be accepted if you do what is right, but if you refuse to do what is right, then watch out. Sin is crouching at the door, eager to control you. But you must. And while they were in the stir, one day Cain suggested to his brother, let's go out into the fields. And while they were in the field, Cain attacked his brother, Abel, and killed him. Afterward, the Lord asked Cain, where is your brother? Where is Abel? I don't know, Cain responded. Am I my brother's guardian? But the Lord said, what have you done? Listen, your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. Now you are cursed and banished from the earth, which has swallowed your brother's blood. No longer will the ground yield good crops for you, no matter how hard you work. From now on, you will be a homeless wanderer on earth. And that's it. That's it. That's what we're reading today. And now, I don't know if you guys have ever said this before. This might seem a little bit too much, but maybe you said it in a joking way, I would hope. Your sibling does something to you. Your sibling wrongs you in some way. Maybe, we talked about this today, they delete your progress on a video game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perhaps, yeah, everyone's like, oh my gosh. Maybe they steal your clothes without asking. Maybe they threaten to post an ugly pic. Maybe they go as far as to, to just school you in a, in a game in front of the, your crush. Like, I don't know what your sibling's doing to you, but they make you mad. And your response is, I'm going to kill you. 
I'm going to beat you. <laughs> I'm going to, and maybe you're like, whoa, I've never said that. I'm going to, I'm going to beg to differ. Perhaps you've said it in a joking way. Maybe you're like, I'm going to kill you, whatever it is. You're just gonna, but you wouldn't go as far as to actually murder, correct? <laughs> murder your sibling. It is all hypothetical. I would pray and hope. But here's Cain. <laughs> Yikes. His threat was not meaningless in this moment. But to actually go so far as to kill your own brother, like Cain did with Abel, there's obviously some underlying stuff going on here. It wasn't just that he got his, uh, that, that Abel presented a better offering to the Lord. That was like not it. That was not the only thing. Obviously, there's something so drastic, struggles here that led him to this point, to do something so drastic as actually murdering his own brother. The thing is, maybe that's not to the point where we are, but there's a lot of things in our lives that we secretly struggle with. Things that we keep in us, things that we don't tell anybody. Maybe they boil up to a surface at one point, maybe they don't, and they're just here and we struggle in silence. But there are three things that every single person in this room struggles with. And I'm going to talk about those tonight. The first one is that everybody in this room struggles with sinful desire. Every single person in this room. And you guys might have been like, whoa, this tone just changed completely. <laughs> we were laughing about murdering brothers and now we're talking about sin. Yes, correct. <laughs> Sorry about it. It's just true. Because of, of how we are born into this world, because of, of sin just being a part of this world, we struggle with a sinful nature from the time we are here on this earth. And when we accept Jesus, we are made whole again. We are made into saints. And so we're not sinners. We just struggle with sin. You know what I mean? And so we all, till the end of our lives, will struggle with some type of sinful desire. Maybe we act on it. Maybe we don't. But it's there. And so in this scripture, in this passage that we just read, the Lord actually tells Cain to watch out for this very thing that we're talking about right now. He says, but if you refuse to do what is right, then watch out. Sin is crouching at the door, eager to control you. You guys ever seen cartoons, the little like angel and the little devil that's on your shoulder? Little angel, little devil. And we like laugh at that. We're like, ha, 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 but it's true. <laughs> Not that there's like a little guy on your shoulder. I'm not telling you that. You're like, I don't see him. Sky, I don't see him there. But he's there. <laughs> it's, yeah. Anyways, um, recently, did anyone see the new Puss in Boots movie? Yeah. Bro, it was fire. It was actually good. It was actually good. You see like the, the um, like knockoff brand Jiminy Cricket? <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> what does it say? Oh, Jack. <laughs> you don't have to. <laughs> You gotta do what is right. <laughs> Whatever. He's like the angel. He's like telling him what to do, and Jack's literally the devil. So he's he's awful. Anyways, go see that movie. Ten out of ten. Recommend. <laughs> so they always ask me to do that voice. I feel like I got it down. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. But sin in general, I want to say to each of you, is not passive. It's pretty dang aggressive. It's there. What did it say in scripture? It says crouching at the door. If you guys like have a have a cat or like a dog that likes to prowl or different things, and they they crouch, they wait, and they're will, they're waiting to pounce. If you've seen the Lion King and, and Simba learning how to how to pounce on on the animals to hunt, it's like that's what that's what sin is. And sin is best friends with the devil. 
the best friends with literally the enemy of our souls. They're in partnership. Why? To come after us. As Christ followers, he doesn't want us to be clean. He doesn't want us to be made whole. He doesn't want us to, to not struggle with those things. He wants to continually crouch and attack. Why? He knows what could harm you. He knows what could keep you from the Lord. And so he is always crouching and waiting. And so we all secretly struggle with it. We like to hide it. Maybe we like to pretend that we're fine. Maybe we don't even like to talk about it, but we keep it inside, and it is a struggle for every one of us. And how much less lonely would we feel if we all realized that each person that we're sitting around struggles in the same way? Maybe not with the same thing, but we all struggle with sinful desire. The third thing is that we, or the second thing, <laughs> we've only talked about one. The second thing is that everybody in this room struggles with pride and selfishness. The thing that scripture said in this was that the Lord accepted Abel and his gift, but he did not accept Cain and his gift. It says this made Cain very angry and he looked dejected. Cain presented some of his crops of the firstborn land. Lord, Abel brought a gift, but it was the best portions of the firstborn lambs from his flock. Have you guys ever given someone a Christmas present? Like, obviously Christmas just passed. Think about the presents that you gave. Think about the ones that you put a lot of work into. You handed them off to somebody, and they opened it, and they went, oh, thanks. This is great. I love it. Is that not just like the most empty feeling that you have in your entire life? You're like, I searched for this. I thought of you. I spent so much money. I spent so much time on this. And they said, oh, thank you so much. And you're like, oh, I want to slap your face. <laughs> no. What do you say? I'm going to kill you. <laughs> That's the worst. But then they opened the other present next to them. And then they're like, whoa, this is just what I've always wanted. This is so great. And you just feel like poop. <laughs> You're like, I can't believe you liked their gift more than you liked my gift. You're butthurt in that moment. And Cain was butthurt in this moment. Cain's like, the Lord liked Abel's gift more than my gift when I gave him some of my crops? And he said no. He didn't even want it. Cain is butthurt. Cain is mad in that same way, opening a Christmas present. But the thing about Cain's gift was that it wasn't intended to glorify God, just himself. Because you can look at the fact that it said that he gave him some of his crops. Like, you know when you guys are like sharing lunch at your lunch table, and then someone's like, what you got, what you got? And you're like, well, I want the Pringles in here but I don't want the orange that my mom gave me. So here you go. Here's my orange. You want this? You kind of give them some of your lunch, but not like the best part of your lunch. You're not like sharing your PB&J, but you're sharing like the Ritz crackers that are the saltines <laughs> that came in the package. You're like, I don't really want these. These are nasty. Cain gave him some of his crops while Abel gave him the best self, and sometimes we he gave. He did not intend to glorify God. He kept the best for himself. And sometimes we can struggle with putting our pride and selfishness in front of God and others. The third thing that we all struggle with is spiritual growth. That's the third thing that each and every one of us struggle with. When I was in high school, I loved art. Art was my thing. I loved to paint. I loved to draw. I loved that class so much. It was 
an absolute joy. Maybe you guys are art people. Maybe you guys are sport people. Maybe you guys enjoy multitudes of other things, theater. Maybe you like computers, building, whatever it is that you enjoy. Did you start out great at it when you first started? No. No, you didn't. I did not, <laughs> so you did not. I saw other people that were way better artists than me. I like recall getting into high school and seeing the level at some of these artists were at, and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm embarrassed now by what I thought I was good at. <laughs> like, I don't ever want to do this in front of anybody ever again. And when an art teacher asked me, hey, do you want to come up to this next level of art? You want to take the next class? I was like, no, I'm not that good. Like, I'm not as good as all the people in your class. Like, I don't want to go there. She was like, you think that they started where they are right now? Like, no, they started where you're at, and they learned. I thought I could never reach that, so I almost didn't try. And sometimes when we struggle in life, whether it's with sinful desire, selfish actions, or just anything else in life, and we struggle, we think that we're not good enough to even be in God's presence, we disqualify ourselves before we even enter his presence. We banish ourselves. In verse 14 of this, it says, You have banished me from the land and from your presence. You have made me a homeless wanderer. Maybe it's not our lack of, maybe it's our lack of understanding. Maybe it's our mistakes, our desire to push ourselves because of comparison. Maybe we've grown complacent, but sometimes we limit ourselves and we say, God, I'm struggling with pursuing you, so I'm not even going to do it. I struggle to read my Bible, so I'm not even going to do it. I struggle to pray, so I'm not even going to do it. I struggle to believe that you're real, so I'm They are. We disqualify ourselves from pursuing God because maybe we're not where they are. Maybe we're not, like, as spiritual as they are or know as much as they know, so we already take our step back and we say, I'm not even going to try because you've already disqualified yourself like I did in my art class. <laughs> and the thing is, when I went into art and when I actually put some work into it and put some effort towards it, I improved. I got way better than when I started. And I'm not saying that, that that's like the whole point here, but just in general, we all struggle with spiritual growth, maybe because of comparison, maybe because we feel like our mistakes have disqualified us, so we have banished ourselves from God's presence. There's a stigma that if we struggle with any of these things, though, that we have to struggle alone. And you guys, by just show of hands in here, struggle with any of these things, and you face them by yourself because you didn't want to talk to anybody about it. I should see every single hand in this room because it's true. When we struggle with some of these things, we keep them to ourselves. We don't want to admit that we struggle. We don't want to admit that there's any type of hardship going on. The thing is, if Cain maybe had even talked to the Lord and said, God, I'm struggling. Why didn't you accept my offering? Why did you like my brother more than you liked me? Why did you show him favor and not me? If they had just talked it out, perhaps he wouldn't have, have reacted in the same way. Sometimes we let those things build up inside of us to the point where we, we feel like we can't come back. And sometimes we don't. And that's why people leave God. That's why people leave the church. That's why people decide that I don't want to believe in Jesus. It's too hard. They isolate themselves and they count themselves out before they even give God a chance. But it is not true that you have to struggle with these things alone. Why do you think you're here in this room? Why do you think we have a group of people who believe in God? It is to encourage each other in growth toward relationship with Jesus. And I want to tell you guys just a simple truth tonight before anything else. The most important thing that you need to know is that pride, whether it struggles, 
that you might go through, whether it's sin, whether it is selfishness, pride, whether it's just your spiritual growth and your walk with Jesus, is that God's mercy is available and his love is unchanging. The creator of the universe made you because he loves you so much. And so why wouldn't he continue to show you mercy for anything that you do, any wrong that you've done, any mistake that you made, any step that you take back? God is always pouring out. Lamentations 3, I'm going to read you just this little scripture. It says, the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. He has not given up on you. If that's a lie that you've believed, he has not given up on you. He loves you. Guys, he sent his son on a cross to come and die for you, for your sins, so that they could be washed away, so that you never have to be in these struggles by yourself. You never have to disqualify yourself. And he rose again. That's the God that we serve. His mercies are new every single morning. If you think, I'm not good enough, there's no way that he would accept me. There's no way that I could be in the presence of God who created this world, who loves me more than anything. That's just not true. He does love you, and his mercies are so new every single day. I want to give you guys some practical things just to take home with you. After I've just said that, I want you guys to soak in it. I want you guys to believe it. I want you guys to just put it into your heart that God's mercies are new, that he loves you no matter what. And even though you struggle, you don't have to struggle alone. But the thing is, I don't want you to leave with that because it's like, great, Sky, you told us what we struggle with. <laughs> That's awesome. Woohoo! I want you guys to go home with something that is practical that can help you tomorrow when these struggles come against you, when the attacks of the enemy are coming, when sin is crouching at your door. The only way to deal with the struggles is to walk with the Holy Spirit. And sometimes there's training in that, and sometimes it's hard. We know training for anything is hard. A team for Anybody even been on a team? Maybe you ha don't do sports anymore, but you've been on a team for sports. Training is not just skipping around in a field of flowers, right? It's hard work. You show up for practice when you don't want to. I remember being in track and my friends not wanting to, to run wa even warm-ups. They'd hide behind the bleachers <laughs> on, our, on our way around the track. They'd hide and they'd act like they had done the five laps before, before practice started. And they would just hide behind the bleachers. And I'd be running past them like struggling with my asthma. <laughs> like an absolute wimp, you know, whatever. Just, <gasps> and they'd be like back there being like, what up, man? Like just talking and stuff. I'm like, I hate you. <laughs> I'm going to kill it. Just kidding. <laughs> Not going to kill them. It's fine. Guys, we can't skip out on the training that it requires to walk with the Holy Spirit. You can't skip. You can't cop out. There's nothing that is substitute enough for actually walking with the Holy Spirit to see those struggles in your life start to fade. There's no substitute. It is training, and it is sometimes hard. 1 Timothy 4.8 says, physical training is good, but training for godliness is much better, promising benefits in this life and in the life to come. I'm going to say these things really quick for you guys just to take home with you because we have something fun that we're going to do after this. With walking with the Holy Spirit, these are some things that you guys can do tomorrow when these things come against you. The first one is talk to God about your struggles. Have you even thought for a second God might want to hear the things that you're going through? He might want to hear the struggles that you're facing. He does. He wants to hear them. Say them out loud. Give them a name because honestly revealing them even to the Lord is power. 
that the devil had over you to keep your mouth shut before, but now he doesn't anymore once you say those things to God. Talk to a leader too. What the heck are we here for if not to help you through things? If not to speak life in you, tell them the things that you're struggling with that you've been keeping a secret. We're not your parents, you know. You Talk to God. There's no punishment here. We are going to help you through. We are going to speak life into you. Talk to God about your struggles. The second thing is surrender those struggles to God and ask the Holy Spirit for wisdom. If you're taking notes, you can simply put surrender those struggles and ask for wisdom. If you surrender them to God, you say, God, I don't even want to be in charge of these things anymore. <laughs> I've been a doing a terrible job at keeping house in my heart. Like, take them, take these things that I'm struggling with, God. They are yours. And say, Holy Spirit, God, give me wisdom when I'm facing these things that are hard. Give me wisdom on how to handle them. The third thing is accept his new mercies. Guys, sometimes it's hard to forgive ourselves for things, especially when we just feel like absolute trash for whatever it is that we're struggling with, whatever it is that we've done. And that could be a plethora of things, things that, that you've never even heard named in a church. But whatever it is, God's mercies cover them. And you have to accept them. He wants to pour them on you. He has already forgiven you, but sometimes we struggle with accepting forgiveness over our lives. We struggle to accept his mercy that he's giving us but accept his mercies while walking with the Holy Spirit. The fourth and the final one is follow Jesus' footsteps. If you don't know what Jesus did on earth, learn about it. Read about it. Ask a leader. Start looking into how Jesus lived his life because that's the most simple guideline that you can follow for yours in walking with God and walking with the Holy Spirit. Because Jesus in his life, in his short 33 years, which, which are documented in the Bible, he, he, did, he modeled prayer, he modeled learning, living, being disciplined, surrounding yourself with good company, speaking kind words, proclaiming the news of God, performing miracles, healings, all the things that we are even told to do in the Bible, he models for us. And so we're like, I don't know what to do, I don't know how to live. Follow in his, what the Holy Spirit looks like, look at Jesus' life, follow in his footsteps, and allow his life to lead you and be a model for you. Of course, I talk about it at youth, but a one-hour time together is not a good substitute for, <laughs> for, the only, for the things that you could learn on your own about the Lord. And we had challenged you last week to uh, fast something for the month of January, to give up something that's been even taking your attention away from spending time with the Lord. And, and I don't have tons of time to go into it, but maybe even if you pinpoint a thing in your mind of like, this takes my time away if I'm, told, if I'm wanting to read the Bible, if I'm wanting to worship, if I'm wanting to pray, this takes my time away from the Lord. Maybe decide to just put it to the side for this month and just see what God does in your own heart. Spend time, if you don't know what to read throughout the month of January, Read the gospel books, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Just study the life of Jesus because it will change the trajectory for your year. Looking at how to walk with the Holy Spirit. There is not going to be change in our struggles unless we are as aggressively pursuing God as the enemy aggressively pursues us. He is out to get you. There is not going to be change with our struggles unless we become as aggressive in our pursuits of God as the enemy is as aggressive chasing after you. 
The enemy's out to get us. He is aggressively pursuing us. What did I say? Sin is crouching at your door. So we need to be aggressively pursuing God in the same way, if not more. Even more than that, we need to be pursuing God with all that we have. Or else, you think, you think I'm running. You know what I mean? you got to be running as fast, if not faster, than the devil or he's going to catch up to you. That's how we need to be running and chasing after God. Leave him in the dust. <laughs> Leave him in the dust in 2023. Let him just settle in the dust behind you. And just chase after God with all that you have. Do not be passive in your pursuit of Jesus. Be aggressive this year. It takes discipline. God struggles to yourself. Worth it. It is so worth it. Worth it. Do not keep these struggles to yourself if that is something you can take home with you. Guys, the leaders that are here in this room are trusted. They are not here in this room because they just wanted to come hang out and, and play rock, paper, scissors. They are here to help you guys spiritually to speak into your lives. Seek them out. Tell them what's going on. They want to pour into you. They want to speak life into you. And they don't know what you're going through unless you share it with them. We think that we have to keep our struggles secret, but we do not. We do not. Let's pray really fast. And we are going, not really fast. The Lord deserves our time. Jesus, thank you so much, Father, for your new mercies that you pour out on us. God, your heart is literally an ever-flowing river. That is what I see in my mind right now when I think of your love for us, God. It's just a waterfall that is unending from a reservoir that is so deep that we can't even see the bottom of it. Lord God, you, that is the love that you want to pour out on each and every student in this room. That is the mercy that you want to pour out on each and every student in this room that, that deals with struggles in secret, God. Let's expose those things, God. We want to bring them to life. If you're in this room and you are secretly struggling with anything that I have named or anything beyond that sinful desire that you just want to leave behind in 2022, maybe it is just some selfishness and some pride that has been causing you to forget God in your life. Maybe it's just your spiritual growth. Would you go ahead and just raise your hand so that I can pray with you in this moment? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see your hands. I see your hands. Guys, if you had raised your hand, find a leader by the end of tonight and just tell them, be in prayer with me about this. Do not let tonight go by without talking to a leader and telling them what it is that God is exposing in your heart tonight. Lord Jesus, I just pray healing over each and every student in this room. Lord God, I pray that your spirit would just fill up every student in this room, God, that they would be so equipped to face on what the devil is coming at them with, God, the challenge, thing that we struggle with in this before them, Lord. We just cast them down at your feet, God. You are so much greater than anything that we struggle with in this world. Lord, I thank you that you have given us this message of, of Cain and Abel to look at and to learn from. God, that we don't have to let those things boil up and struggle with them in secret, God, that we can publicize them, that you are going to renew us, that you are showing us new mercies every morning. We love you, Lord. We praise your name, God, and we proclaim that this year will be a new year for us, that we are aggressively going to pursue you. As aggressively as the devil is chasing us, God, we are going to chase after you even harder. We love you, Lord. We praise you in this place tonight. We give this year to you. And everyone said amen. 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 Guys, we don't have a ton of time.